everybody to another episode of that's lit podcast the virtual book club that explores all genres of books and topics that you haven't had time yet to get to but luckily we're here for you i am one of your hosts carson terry and across from me is the always lovely brindle mcnair that's right <laughs> we're back we're back baby um we're not we're we're pretending that nothing like last year <laughs> is a wash yeah i'm just gonna come out of the gate and say that well the second half of the year no for me the whole well, year is a wash yes, the fair. whole year is a wash that's fair um as far as the podcast goes yeah podcast goes yeah um so there there is a lost episode there is well we we know where it is. we know where it is <laughs> probably probably <laughs> <laughs> um, so if you are a Patreon subscriber, shout out to Alexis. Yep. You will get to hear the lost episode. You get a bonus pod. The only way to hear the lost episode will be to subscribe to our Patreon, which mm-hmm. you can find at thatslitpodcast.com. Yep. Um, however, this is a new year. It's We're in a January, new January, baby. That's right, hoes. 2023. Is there a tree in my house? No. no. That was me knocking on wood yes. because, you know, we who knows? We had tornadoes a couple of days ago, and the can PTSD I, was real. Can I tell you, like, how the fellow and I were just, like, white knuckling No, I was thinking real. about you the whole time. I was in meetings <laughs> and stuff, and I was just, like, stressed out about how you were doing. I had so many people send me, like, town. texts and messages, like, we're thinking about you today, and it's like, I'm so stressed out for you. And it's like, I re-upped my Xanax before this happened. And that wasn't that my my question to yes. you. I was like, did you have Xanax? Yes. And I was like, I re-upped You're yesterday. Like, yes, I did. Yep. Yep. Your girl watches the weather. Oh, she yeah. knows. She knows. Um so yeah, we uh made it through. Uh everybody's fine. No mm-hmm. trees in the house thus house far. Looks great. Oh uh, I've been in the new house. It's you guys, it's great. It's pretty rad. It's pretty rad. It's really nice. So so yeah, twenty twenty three we're back in action. Mm-hmm. We're starting fresh. Correct. This episode. Yes. It's like. A you guys don't even know what we were supposed to be doing because you have not heard the last episode that and we did. And also because we don't even know what we're supposed to be doing. Neither us could remember off the bat. Yeah. What? I had to go back and look through yeah. a lot of notes to find what we did yeah. last time. And you know what? It doesn't matter because it didn't happen as far as anyone's concerned so unless you're a patreon member which yeah. you know if you're there you love us enough that it's not going to matter to you correct and you'll you'll forgive us our trespasses yeah as we forgive those who trespass against us yes so yeah welcome to 2023 mm-hmm. it's a new year it is. same us same us mm-hmm. uh yeah i did all my growth last year i don't have any more for this year yeah i don't personally. feel like i want to have any growth for at yeah. least the first quarter yeah that's what i've kind of decided i i don't want to be one of the strongest soldiers this year i want to be one of the like comfiest cozies this year yeah. that's i'm trying to glide yeah. this year for yeah like i said the first quarter if we have to have something going like i a couple of months i would yeah like, yeah, yeah. Just, just I want to like tread water, coast, just float mm-hmm. along. I don't need anybody to see me. I'm just trying right. to like go through like lazy river action. Very much so. Just like do to do. Very much. So that's the energy we're bringing to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome in advance. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um. So for those of you who are unfamiliar with the podcast or who have just forgotten how we do the podcast, because it has been a hot minute. Yep. We always start with what, Carson? What's lit in our lives? That's right. Two things 
that are lit in our lives, a rule that we vehemently adhere to and never deviate never from. Never deviate from. It's always the same. It's always only two things. It's never more or less than that. Um, ever. In the history of That's Lit Podcast. Hashtag sarcasm. Which has been going on for four years. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. We have been doing this for four years and... We needed a fresh start. We, we did. Just time to like revamp, shake things up, uh, hit the ground running again. Mm-hmm. But that being said, Carson, what's lit in your life? So two things. Oh, just two? Just two. <laughs> <laughs> just two. So the first thing that's lit in my life is something that you walked past when you came in my house yes. today, which is new to mm-hmm. my home decor, mm-hmm. my vibe, yeah. I would say. it, And it is very much your vibe. It's definitely my vibe. And I feel almost like more complete in my home now yeah. that it's here. Like it feels right. Yeah. You know, it feels right. Uh, what I'm referring to, dear listener, is I recently got a beverage fridge. Oh, welcome to the club, homie. For my home. Because oh. maybe some of you aren't as unhinged as me and don't have this problem, but beer and beverages were taking up all of the room in mm-hmm. my fridge, in my kitchen. Yep. And I had no room for anything else. And yep. so being the industrious lady that I am, I was like, hey, mom and dad, you still have my college fridge in the garage. Can yep. I have it back? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And yeah, and they brought it for me when they came up for Thanksgiving and I plugged that guy in and he's full of beverages. And see, here's the thing. And it just feels so right. I love a beverage. Yeah. We have a beverage fridge, which the fellow plays strategically within his arm's reach. He's got like the wingspan of a silverback gorilla. Yeah. So within his arm's reach of our kitchen table, so we can just lean over, grab a beer, but... We go to Costco right. to get beer and uh, fizzy water. And, right. And so, and at any given time, I typically have three beverages. I've got some sort of water, mm-hmm. some sort of caffeinated beverage, and perhaps a boost. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, the beverage fridge is clutch because you are you still need, like, I guess, food and things. Yes. Uh, and I've been told. <laughs> they can It can take up a lot of space in the fridge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so having a bev- beverage fridge is clutch. And in our old house, the first house that got hit by a tree, we actually had a, for our Doctor Who fans, a tar- a full-size refrigerator that was decorated like the TARDIS mm-hmm. that was a kegerator oh, that yes, we I kept remember, yes. mm-hmm. kegs and beverages in. I remember. And that was my first introduction to the sole beverage fridge. Mm-hmm. And I, I can't live without one now. I just I can't. I See, can't. It's good. And most people are able to have, you know, a lot of, you know, if you're from a decently well-off family, you've got the, the garage fridge. The garage fridge. You know, That's a very... Which you keep yes. frozen things in, you keep beverages in, mm-hmm. and which is great. In my garage, I just don't have room for uh, like a full-size fridge. So yeah. what I'm describing to you all is... In my little sunroom that connects the garage to the rest of the house, in between the garage and the kitchen, and I'm talking, it's like a little, like like a college little fridge, yeah. like a dorm fridge and yeah. stuff, and it is, it's just so perfect. It's, I would say it's a perfect size. It's so for perfect. Beverages. And what I just recently got excited about it was that it, you know, the hardest thing to chill for me over these, you know, 28 years of existence is a decent like a regular size bottle of champs yes something like that 
It you ne- gotta have it, cold bubbles. Yeah, you gotta have cold bubbles, and it doesn't fit right. And a lot of it just Mm-mm. doesn't sit right. And then you, after you open it, you can't sit it sideways. And the door, for some reason, and I could be wrong on this, but it seems like that's the coldest place to in the it. fridge. Yeah, but it's those. very hard in like a standard fridge because you have condiments. Yeah, con- and you have other things stuff. there. Yeah, that yeah. takes priority sometimes. Right. And that fridge has the perfect mm-hmm. slots for multiple bottles of champs to keep cool and it just makes me so i feel really like content yeah like i'm really happy about it it's like it's really satisfying like your house is already very much a home but it's like that it's like oh it got even homier in yeah here. it's a very cozy hmm. place in general but yeah. now i'm feeling like oh yeah yeah this is we, we leveled up so that's that's the first thing that's lit my life love it i love my beer fridge love it it's wonderful i love it for you yeah i encourage you all if you have fridges or anything just, like that if, well and that's the thing it's like, really gonna enhance your life and it's not it's not too much it's really not it's great a, a small and my regular fridge is much more organized now yes it the peace of mind and just sanity points that that gives you back is amazing and honestly if you don't have room for it anywhere in your house get a dorm fridge and use it as a nightstand mm-hmm. it will change your life it's great having bottles of water in there or some sort of like water for bedtime mm-hmm. uh Maybe little bottles of vino. If you're really feeling fancy, you can put some if your some of your face oils yes. and moisturizers also in a small fridge. Nyquil. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but cold Nyquil just hits different. Yeah, so you can just chug it better. <laughs> I don't. I don't know that that's true. I just feel like it helps soothe better. Yes. Yeah. When um, it's cold. Yeah. Please don't chug Nyquil. <laughs> Uh, please, please don't That's do it. Me. Okay. Please don't, please don't uh, do it. Anyway, so, <laughs> so anyway, the, the second thing that's lit in your life. <laughs> the second thing that is lit in my life is we'll just skip right over that. Um, is something we were actually just talking about before I introduced us and did our wonderful pod intro mm-hmm. that everyone is so familiar with. Um, you guys, recently I just got back mm. from completing. Uh, my seventh continent. Which is wild. It's pretty lit. How many people in the world can say that? I mean, there's probably like a decent amount. There's probably more than we think. It's got to be less than a thousand. Uh, I mean, there's a billion people. You know, it's got to be more than that. But not everyone has the means or the gumption to go. Because Antarctica's cold. And that's not even your seventh one. No. But that is one that you have to go to. Yes. To get those bragging rights. Right. Well, I'm because I'm thinking about it in like people that, like even people like that were on the ship when I went to Antarctica and stuff. There's probably around a thousand people total on, oh, the, on ship. the ship. On the ship. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I'm like, I'm, I have a better okay. spatial like thought of what it probably is. Okay. Not saying that that, I mean, that wasn't my seventh one. Maybe that's not everybody's seventh right. one, but. Usually it probably Usually it would is. be, you know? So I'm thinking it's more than anybody thinks it so, is. So what was but your I seventh? I appreciate you thinking how amazing it is. No, it's still amazing to me. It's still, you're the, you're, of all of the people I know, two people. Yeah. Who've been there. See, that's already two people right there that you, that even. Just, I know a know. lot of people. Lots of people do. So I'm, I think well, it's a lot. That's okay. A lot so since Antarctica wasn't your seventh continent, what was your seventh continent? Uh, Asia was Ooh. my seventh one, and I just got back a couple, like, two weeks ago or so, um, from Thailand. A couple, I spent a couple weeks in Thailand. Y'all, she sent me snaps. She's lovely. 
And meanwhile, it's like rainy and disgusting here. And, cold, yeah. and she's sending me pictures from the fucking beach. Yep. Mm-hmm. And if I didn't love her, <laughs> I would have like hexed her for sure. But I was living vicariously. It was a vibe. It was I'm, hot. <laughs> it was I'm hot just, everywhere. And just, I was just so proud of you and just the experience you had. Like, that's the experience of a lifetime. That's amazing. It was great. I had great food. I had great vibes. Mm. Really oh. cool experiences. The pictures of the food, y'all, oh, was insane. I will say, though, that I have, when I came back, all I wanted was like a French fry and like <laughs> a cheeseburger. Well, yeah. Like, yeah. I could prop, I'm, and it will be a while before I can eat noodles and rice again. Like, I just can't. Right. Well, because it won't be the same. Because that's, well, that's all I ate for like 15 days. Yeah. And so when I came back, I was like, I want nothing to do with that. Right. <laughs> right now. But also, like, if you were, it's like, oh, this, mm, no. It would be sub, so it wouldn't just be like a food that you've had so much. It would be a subpar version of that. And right. like, that's just worse. <laughs> right. It's just worse. Right. Exactly. So, what was your favorite part? of thailand probably my day at the elephant sanctuary i knew it yeah i knew it how are you gonna top that i know you made so many best friends with bananas i didn't even know elephants ate bananas they love bananas and i'll tell you guys thai bananas are different than they're probably what bananas are supposed to look like (laughs) (laughs) so there's something like they genetically modified bananas like in the 50s or something yeah so they're a little bit different and they look different and these are they they're just they're like little they're itty bitty they're 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 like half of a banana that you would see in the store um and they are delicious but yeah but they they love their bananas they just hit their bananas yeah they are good i had a lot of them (laughs) they were really good so you were like potassium rich oh yeah absolutely (laughs) yeah it was really good i was full of carbs and potassium the whole time hey um but as much as you did there it's probably a lot of walking a lot oh, of, yeah yeah i was like so you got a carb load oh yeah exactly it was like i'm i'm prepping for the next day every yeah. night when i would go out and find dinner and stuff so <laughs> but it was really good it was interesting though and i'll kind of end on this is i thought when i got there i would be like emotional like i would be yeah. like more like weepy like yeah like i can't you know i can't believe like teary kind of thing but really, the way I felt when I landed, and I'm like trying, because it's, you've been awake for so long. And I was saying, like, like, how long was the flight there? So it was three flights oh. <laughs> to get over there. And it was one, so Charlotte to Philly, uh-huh. which is like two hours or so. Yeah. And then Philly, I went to Qatar, uh-huh. which was 11 hours. And oh. then Qatar to, um, to Bangkok, which was like six and a half. So. Oh no! It's a lot of time zones. It's a lot of it's time. You're time traveling. Yeah. Well, and then what's interesting is I went the other way on the way back, so I did a full loop around the loop world. Loop around the world this time because I went back. The and other it didn't way. take you eighty days. It did not take me eighty days. Amazing. It felt like it in my body. <laughs> <laughs> Your brain was definitely like, like you don't know what time it point. is. I don't know like, what day it is. What day it is. Everything is crazy. It's wild. It's a lot. It's a lot. But so I thought I was gonna be more like. Yeah, weepy emotional, bittersweetie, yeah, yeah, and stuff. When I did it, but I the but the overwhelming feeling that I had was more of a like a fist pump, like yeah, hell yeah, like oh, like just amped, yeah. And I was just like, I was so amped, like just for like days afterwards. I was just like, yeah, and I just, but it was interesting because I really thought I would be more like very emotional and stuff, but I was just like, I could fight somebody right now. (laughs) Like, I can't believe it. Like that's, that's the sleep deprivation talking right there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, so that, that was interesting, but yeah. Amazing. Got it done, man. 
Oh, I'm so proud of you. Feeling good about it. And, so proud of and you. And B got a little, she got a little something something that I brought back for I her. did. Because it's... I just, re- I just can't stand that she bends pages, guys. Yeah, yeah so. she, Carson is not a fan of the fact that I will sometimes dog your page. I don't do it all the time, but if I don't have a receipt or something else, use it. it's like, I'll just dog your well, page. Well, now you got no excuse. She can't stand it. So I, she brought me back this beautiful, like, hand, like, pounded silver bookmark from thailand with elephants on it mm-hmm. and i'm so in love so i have she got no bookmarks now. and this is not the first bookmark carson has gotten me mm-hmm. <laughs> because mm-hmm. this is a long-standing thing with it's us it's as if i'm trying to send a message so <laughs> i have not dog-eared a page in over a year yeah just so you know proud of you and mostly because i've been listening to audiobooks and reading ebooks but, but I digress. <laughs> but anyway. I haven't had the opportunity, but. I, I have had the opportunity, but yeah. I've also, I'm investing in bookmarks because I know it hurts you. It, do, it does. And I can't it, stand it to hurt you. Me. It hurts me a lot. So. So. Yay. But yeah, so those are the, those are my two lit things. Those are some pretty lit things. Pretty litty those up are... in here. Booze and trips. Yeah. Lit in both ways. Yeah. It's so pretty, pretty litty. The most lit to start off. Yeah. 2023. And what about you, B? What is lit in your life? So speaking of sleep deprivation. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know, yeah. The fella and I, um, I'm not sure anyone knows because I think we talked about it in the last, uh, the last lost episode of the podcast. I don't remember. But our, our good boy Jack passed away. Oh, I think so. Yeah. In mm-hmm. June last year. Mm-hmm. And we were both very, very sad because he didn't get to make it back to the house after it was rebuilt. Right. And so we moved back in and it was very quiet and very... No tippy-tappies. Empty. And, yeah, there's yeah. just no like little pitter-patters. Mm-hmm. And one day we were at uh, Curiosity Coffee, our, our favorite local coffee shop, and Love somebody brought a, a puppy in and I was just like... I'll be glad when you're ready to get a dog again. And Joel's like, who says I'm not ready to get a dog? We, mm-hmm. It's like, oh, are we getting like, a dog? Yeah. I was like, let me show you the pictures I found on the websites because I've been looking. Mm-hmm. So we went through this process. He pulls and, out her binder. Yeah. She's like, I've been waiting to show you these. Look, I do love a binder. Mm-hmm. Um, so we did some back and forth and we found this perfect puppy. And then we thought, you know, we were told, oh, there are people on the list ahead of you. And I was like, that's impossible because I submitted an application this many days ago. Mm-hmm. As it turns out, I was one of the people on the list ahead of me. So. <laughs> Which is so you. <laughs> Look. It's I, so indicative of the, your life. <laughs> yes. So long story, a little bit shorter. Mm. We adopted Gustavo Amadeus McDollinger. He is tiny. He's such a small boy. He was less than two pounds when we adopted him. AKA Gus Gus. Yeah. We call him Gus Gus or Sus Gus because mm-hmm. he likes to uh, secret shit mm-hmm. in the house. Like he, it's like, I hate finding poop. And it's like, why under the papasan, bud? What's this about? Mm-hmm. So this, I say that he is one of the lit things in my life. Gus has brought so much joy and so much laughter and just so much wonder to our lives, just experiencing the world as 
a puppy does. Just everything is new. Everything has smells. Jeeps make noise when they start up. It's kind of scary, but I'm mm-hmm. also intrigued. Like My he... electric toothbrush makes some <laughs> noise. Yeah. yeah, it sounds the same as the nail grinder. I'm just going to howl until you stop brushing your teeth. Mm-hmm. He He's just the best, and he just... He gets into so much trouble, but he is so wonderful and he gives such sweet little kisses. And it's, I'm a dog person and our house is a dog house. Like it has made a world of difference having a dog in the house again. That being said, like he is, he's a lot. Like he is. Well, and it's so, it's such (laughs) a big transition going from like, you know, having an elderly dog or yeah. having a fully, you know, like yeah. mature dog for so many years yeah. to then all of a sudden having a puppy and being like, God, how do we do this again? Yeah. Like, I don't- well, and that's, it. so the fella got Jack when he was a puppy, like an right. itty bitty baby. So he went through the whole life But even stage. then when you go through it, like you don't remember. Correct. You know? And I never, like I didn't meet Jack until he was like six or seven years old. Yeah. So... I always knew him as just like a chill dude. Mm-hmm. Gus has zero. He has negative chill. Yeah. He, but he learns so quickly, mm-hmm. and it's just been so neat to like teach him things and like play with him and go on little walks with him. And now that he's got all the shots, he can have playdates with other puppies. And I'm really hoping that Rosie Carson's dog can teach him how to be a dog because right now he's just a menace to South Central. Mm-hmm. And we gotta, we gotta get him. We're we gotta, gonna nip it in the bud. Yeah, yeah. we gotta. We're we gotta, gonna get it taken care of. Rose has already looked at me like I'm ready. Put yeah. me in, coach. I'm we, ready. We gotta sort. We gotta sort him out because he's he's rambunctious. And I keep reminding, he's five months old. Like he's, he's a baby. baby. He's just a baby. He's just a baby. <laughs> um, he and he's so little, but at the same time, so, like everybody sees him, they're like, he's so small. And I was like, he's three times the size he was when we got him, and I'm not okay. <laughs> he's growing too fast. Oh my god. Like it, but you know, it's. It's been really awesome having a dog in the house again and just walking in the house like when I get home from work on the days that I have to go into the office Mm -hmm. and just hearing him bolt to the door to greet it. The best. It just, it's like, oh, I didn't know somebody could love me this much. Like you would, you would fight a bear for me. I know. It's just like, you would choose me every time. Yeah. He's just, I know. I tell, I say that to Rose all the time. I'm like, you're always going to choose me over everybody else. That feels really good. Yeah. He's just, (laughs) and he loves his people. He loves all people, but he loves his people. He's a lover for sure. He loves all people, Yeah, but he, if either the fella or I are gone from the house. He'll like walk around and look for us. Yeah. And like first thing in the morning when we let him out, as soon as he gets back inside, he's like, where's the other one? Mm-hmm. I got to get everybody together. Get everybody together. And I love that because that's what Jack used to do. He mm-hmm. used to round his people up. He was not satisfied till we were all in the same room. Yeah. Then he would like burrow under blankets and go to sleep. Mm-hmm. Like we didn't have to interact. He's like, I just need you all to be, I need you to get it together and be eyes. in the same place. I can't really relax until it's cool. I need you guys to be together so I can pass out. Correct. So it's it's been amazing having a dog again. And Gus is just the sweetest boy. He's a good boy. He's a very good boy. So that's the first thing that's lit in my life. Super lit. The second thing that's lit in my life is something that Carson was too busy for being in Thailand. <laughs> now, I knew she was going to say, say it this way. <laughs> I knew she was going to say it this way. And I need to know... Like, I need everybody to know that when we figured out that this was going to be the case, there were tears, okay, on my end, and it was very emotional for me, so I just need everybody to know that it, going into it. I, f- I felt so bad. 
But the fella and I got married. She's a married woman. I know. I'm not an honest woman, but I'm a married woman. She's married, though. Um, so we got married in my dad's backyard, which was very special to me because mm-hmm. we got married right in front of my mom's greenhouse. Mm-hmm. And he proposed in October. We got married in December. It was very quick. Sorry. I am not pregnant. It's fine. Mm-hmm. We just, I didn't want to plan a wedding, one, at the end of a very traumatic year, and two, without my mom. It's like, mm-hmm. I would rather just, just get it done. do this yeah. and have it still be special, have it mean something. Sure. The... It was an incredible day, like all around. Like it rained, it was cold, but it was still a wonderful day. And the thing that just floored me is I didn't think that my aunt, my mom's sister, was going to be able to come because she was out of PTO. It was the end of the year. And I was like, well, we'll do a Zoom link and we'll mm-hmm. we'll Zoom you in. It'll be great. Mm-hmm. Um, I get to my dad's house the day before the wedding and she's there. Mm-hmm. Like they kept it a secret from me. And it was... It was as close to having my mom there as I could have had. And oh, it was definitely. just, definitely. it was incredible. So it was a very wonderful day. And it, everybody keeps asking me, like, what's it like being married? How's married life? And it's like, the fella and I have been together, like, living together for five years. It's very similar, except now when I'm drunk on the couch and I ask him to bring me wine, I call him husband. Yes. In a really affected, yes, and just an affected eyes, like, husband, bring me another glass of wine, please. Thank you. Yeah, new titles now. Yeah, that's it. Um, People at work were like, are you changing your name? It's like, nope, that's even more paperwork. And I already messed up, actually. (laughs) I didn't mess it up. Our officiant messed up the probate paperwork. Ooh, she's throwing some major shade at the BIOS. Yeah. So, and this was not the first wedding that he officiated, um, but I do very much appreciate that he was our officiant. That meant a whole lot to me. And uh, his his new daughter was my flower girl. Mm-hmm. And she which, was oh, so cute. Oh, just stunning. God, kill me. But uh, we already messed up that paperwork, which apparently you can't scratch things out on Joseph. probate paperwork. <laughs> um, I thought it would be fine. It's fine. Um, so I'm not doing any more paperwork regarding this because I'll just mess it up. Uh, but also I like my last name. It's great. And we named our dog. His, his last name is McDollander. So I have to keep it now because we've already named the dog. Yeah. So (laughs) we've already named the dog. I can't do it. It's done. What's done is done. True. Um, so yeah, I'm a, I'm a married woman now and it's, I, as much as I lost last year, I gained a whole lot. Mm-hmm. And it'll never replace everything that I lost, but of course, it is still great to know that your world and your life can still grow in positive ways, right? Mm-hmm. And, and still keep moving yeah. forward, and yeah, yeah. So, um, and it's funny because I've been close to the fellas' siblings and their wives. But it's like, but now it's like, like legally, you have to like, like me. You ha- yeah, legally, we're, <laughs> we, like, we have to get along. We're in the same room. So know? they don't have to like me. I am very glad that they do like me. Right, but right. it's like legally, we're, we're bound legally we're now. We're bound to be friends. <laughs> <laughs> You're stuck Suckers. forever. So no, it's it's really great that like, and and his parents have been really great just all year. They've been very wonderful and supportive and they were very understanding at our shotgun wedding mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah just it 
it was very cool to see my family grow in that way. Yeah. But even, I mean, shotgun wedding, you guys, I mean, that was very you, you know? Like, yeah. it was very you guys. It was. Yeah. And I mean, it. You know, your dress was very you. It, it was, was such a witchy dress. However. It was so good. So shout out to Mrs. Bias, who took me for a wonderful mani-pedi mm-hmm. uh, the day before the wedding. Very important. But I ended up getting, like, gel acrylic tips. Mm-hmm. And when I had tried on the, my dress originally, I had tried it on with my Yiddy Spanx. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was great. Yeah. Um, well, the day of, I had those tips on and I couldn't pull the Yiddies up by myself. That's tough. And I was like, I understand this is something that a lot of brides would be like, bridesmaids, assist me. Yeah. I'm not going to ask. Assemble. Yeah. I'm not going to ask anybody to shove my fat ass in this really tight saw. I'm just going to not wear them and it's going to be fine. However, the dress was kind of itchy. Mm-hmm. And so like as soon as we said our I do's, I'm like, y'all need to take your pictures because I got to go I put on get, yeah. something that's not itchy anymore. Yep. Everybody's very understanding and accommodating. My dad made way too much food and we had a smorgasbord. I still have wine in my cupboard that we didn't drink from the wedding somehow. Um, Joel's best man wrote a very, very heartfelt D&D themed speech. Of course. It, very it, fitting. It was, it, was be- it was a beautiful day. It was mm-hmm. wonderful. Mm-hmm. Uh, my only regret, I have two regrets. <laughs> Then my mom wasn't there. Right. And that Carson wasn't there. Yep. But I felt you both there with me in spirit. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, yeah. Trust me. It was around <laughs> 1 a.m. where, <laughs> and I was like desperately trying oh, to get no. into like oh. the Zoom thing. I'm like laying in bed. I'm like, it's not working. Oh, I'm no. so far away and it's not working. Oh. And it wouldn't connect because I had like the shittiest Wi-Fi. Yeah. And I was just like. I tried so hard. I'm so sorry. Well, you'll so of course because we're extra. We're doing our reception later, and Carson has cleared her schedule for that. So. Yeah, I was like, oh, I'm gonna be there. <laughs> She'll be there for the reception. But no, those are the things in my life. I've I've grown my family by at least four legs and then some. Mm-hmm. So we got a we got a puppy and a marriage. These are the yeah. yeah. These are lit things. We've got yeah. puppies, husbands, booze fridges, big life accomplishments, yeah. and trip. We've so, there's I'd a lot say, going on. Yeah, I'd say we're we're pretty we're lit. Pretty lit up right now. We're pretty lit. Uh huh. We're a bottle of champagne deep. And we're all pretty lit. That's like, right. We're feeling great right That's now. That's right. Well, we had I brunch mean, before this. We, we had to make room. room in your bevy fridge. No, we did. Yeah, it's really it's really full. <laughs> we had to we had to do some damage a little bit before we pressed record here. So. Yeah. So it's fine. Yeah. Um, but we've reflected some on 2022. Yeah. Um, why don't we reflect on our favorite books of 2022? I think that's a fabulous idea. All right. How many books did you pick to talk about? Well, I picked three. I also picked three. Uh, ish. (laughs) Of course, there's an asterisk there. I picked three and had two backups because the last time we did a roundup of our favorite books, we were supposed to pick three books and Carson chose five. And I was like, (laughs) I'm not going to be stuck here looking like the girl who didn't do her homework. But I have my three books, my my favorite, maybe not even my favorite reads. It's hard to say favorite, yeah. The ones that made the most impact that I'm like still thinking about. Yeah, yeah. Those are are the books that, that I've chosen. Yeah. So. so we're going to do a little book review yeah. here to set us all right and give you guys a couple of good recommendations. Yeah, if you want to kick off your year with some some good reads that maybe you haven't tried yet, mm-hmm. 
And I will say, I actually, I've really, like, hit the ground running in January so far and really, like... Good. Been, I'm on, like, my Goodreads is like, you're on a streak. And I'm, I know, bitch. I'm out here streaking. Like, I'm just Me- doing all the pages. Meanwhile, I'm all the pages still every night. limping along trying to finish a book that I started in May of last year. I, extenuating circumstances. I'm giving myself grace. Yeah. So... But it's a new year. It's yeah. time to review some books. Yeah. Get you guys started right. And then we're going to start each other right. Too, Correct. Because I'm probably going to end up reading all the ones she talks about. She's going to well, probably. Well, maybe not all of them. I don't know about that. You're definitely going to want to read the ones that I read. So. Okay. Okay, good. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna start <laughs> there. So, B, why don't you go first? Um, so, my first book is actually one that I reviewed on the podcast in a published episode. Oh, one that's there. Yeah, uh, yeah. one that's there. You, you can actually find this one. Okay. Um, Gods of Jade and Shadow uh, yes. by Sylvia Moreno-Garcia. I think about one. this book it's good. every so often. It's just such a beautifully written book. I'm a big fan of Sylvia Moreno-Garcia's writing. Her mm-hmm. first book that I read was Mexican Gothic, which is exactly what it sounds like. It is set in the Mexican countryside of an affluent family. And it is gothic horror to its core. And it is just stunningly beautiful and wickedly creepy. And I love it so much. That being said, Gods of Jade and Shadow is a very different book from Mexican Gothic. It is, it's got more of a fairy tale, folk tale vibe to it, but also sort of a fantasy adventure story. It does have the same beautiful storytelling and language and world building, like, the way that Sylvia Moreno Garcia describes things, you you see it. You're there. You smell the smells. You see the sights. You hear the sounds. You're able to immerse yourself in this world that she's created and interact with these characters that she's made. And I realized that a majority of the books that I read last year were audiobooks because I was traveling mm-hmm. a lot and just mm-hmm. my attention span. And I do highly recommend the audiobook of Gods and Jade, Gods of Jade and Shadow, mm-hmm. which is narrated by Yetta Godisman. She does a great job. She is the only reason I know how to pronounce Jilbaba because it starts with an X, and that is not how I would have said that in my monkey brain. Well, and you know, that's one of those things that you realize if when you read a lot mm-hmm. that you're like, vocabulary is really great, but you don't know how to say anything. Yeah, you have a reading vocabulary. At all. Yeah. And I, cause there, I was looking at memes about this the other day, and people are like, what's the word that you mispronounced in public that you thought, like you read it because you have a reading yeah. vocabulary, but you don't actually know how to say it. Uh-huh. Mine is hors d'oeuvres. In you mine, said horse in, divorce? I'm like, horse divorce. <laughs> it's like, them horses ain't getting divorced. They're happily married. <laughs> I'm like... I heard somebody say it in public, and I was like, oh, "That's how you that say right? that weird French word." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I just read it in my head that yeah. way. Well, and I've started being very intentional with reading books written by and uh, authors of from different cultures and about different cultures. And this one's very set in South America and South American mythology, and a lot of Incan and Mayan storytelling. And so you've got these older cities like Shilbaba mm-hmm. and the names of the gods. And it's just like, huh. Yeah. That's not something I come across every day. But in trying to broaden my mind and expand my horizons, that's going to happen. And I think 
being okay with feeling a little silly. Like if you do mispronounce something or you get something like we have to do that. Otherwise we're never going to learn and grow. So, and that's another reason that I love gods of Jade and shadow because it, it did. I was like, Oh, Oh, okay. That's, that's how you do that. Okay. That's how you say that. Oh yeah. Well, I half had, the time yeah. I'm just like, you know what? No one's ever going to hear me say this. So, <laughs> but then you started a podcast. It was a problem because <laughs> I had to start talking about all of it. So I just trust but, you guys not to make fun of me. Well, and if they do, um, I know they can keep it usually to themselves. Usually, they, yeah. usually. Yeah. But, uh, so that's my first book. Why don't you tell me your first book? So my first book, it was the, well, and I told Brindy, this is kind of, I kind of have a caveat here. I followed the rules, but. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> kind of. I followed the rules, but so my, like, the books that are kind of still sticking with me were series. And mm-hmm. so I picked three series. That's fine. That I read. Okay. And I'm not going to talk about every single one in all of the series. I'm going to try. But (laughs) (laughs) heard it here first. I'm going to try really hard. Um, But the first one is uh, a book. Again, I'll I'll start similarly to how you did. I talked about the first book on this podcast. I couldn't tell you when. It's been quite a while. I don't even think it was in the last year Mm -mm. or so. Um, I think it might have been like even our first year, first or second year or something like that. But... The third book recently came out mm-hmm. in 2020, I think it was, 2020 or 2021, and I read that and was finally able to, like, read the full trilogy, and it was the Dave Abad series, is mm-hmm. what it's called, by S.A. Shockerboardy, which I learned how to say her name <laughs> to talk about the first podcast, right. the first the first book, yep. uh, and the first book is called The City of Brass. Mm-hmm. Um, so you all might remember if you've been listeners for a while, uh, talking about that book, which is, uh, it was the first Islamic fantasy Mm -hmm. series that I have ever read. Uh, and it is, it's just masterfully done. It's just, it's, uh, every, just take a moment. (laughs) It's just so good. And so, uh, the third book came out in... 2020 and I read it this year as well so I kind of was able to wrap up the series and it just you know sometimes if you're going to read a series a trilogy whatever and it's the whole trilogy is so good Mm -hmm. that you're like how could she possibly wrap it up in a way that's going to be satisfying to me Uh I was satisfied okay I was fully satisfied okay I was like really upset that it was over but I'm like I feel I feel everything's tied up everything right. is you know done and like i feel satisfied with all the kit like everything and how everybody ended up which just doesn't happen it does not all the way all especially the time happen. in fantasy especially in any of that stuff even though i've heard and kind of seen that there's a book coming out in 22 <laughs> that, like, that, or that kit just came out at the end of this year that i don't know a whole lot about that might be kind of related. It might be like a prequel situation or something i don't really know like a novella sort something of, yeah. but it's related to the series but I will tell you all, I read all three and everything is wrapped up. And I just was like, I just felt really good about it. It just was nice. Good to know because sometimes you start a series and it just falls apart. Yeah. And the ending is... Or it just is like ended because it's just... Right. You know, whatever reason. never ends because the author is getting his HBO money and I'm definitely not talking about Game of Thrones. No. Who who would ever say that (laughs) was the case? (laughs) George R. Martin. 
Um, but yeah, it, it just doesn't happen that often where an author is able to really wrap things up and really satisfy while also keeping the story like really engaging. And so, yeah, that's my first one. So the David Bot series, the last book was called The Empire of Gold. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was, it's just a beautifully written Islamic fantasy, fantasy um, and follows a, this one particular character who is from Egypt and I really enjoyed learning because I don't, I'm not super familiar with Islamic culture, customs, all that sort of thing. Um, and putting it into a fantasy world and the world building and all mm. the things. Oh, it's just, it's really, really good. And, you know, the character development's incredible. All the relationships that she's able to put together, be it romantic or family relationships and okay. everything is just really it's just masterfully done. Like okay. I said, the whole series is. And that is still on my to read list. I have not started the series, but it is still on my to read list. And but I might. She doesn't know this. I'm going to send her home with the City of Brass. Oh, okay. Rad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not mad about it. It's so good. Oh, <laughs> it's so good. And as soon as you're going to get like 50 pages in and be like, this is my life now. Like, I don't want to read this until. So it's not like Shantaram. No. <laughs> no, you're going to be obsessed. Which be I, so obsessed. I will finish Shantaram at some point. You, you've said that first, so I don't even hear you. This is going to be my year. This. this is going to be my year. Okay. <laughs> All right. It already got canceled on Apple TV, so and not renewed for a second season. So because it's, I'm not, I'm not. It's so much bitter or anything about it. So. She's, she's a little bitter. But I just wanted to see more of Charlie Hunnam, and I just. I mean, okay, that's fair. You know, you that's can't blame fair. me for that. No, no one should. No one should. Blame He's me a beautiful for that. man. Oh he was perfect. Like I told you, he was perfect yeah. for what was in my brain for the book and yeah. everything. I was like, that. That's that's, that's him. Yeah, that's, that's him. him. So, but I digress. Anyway, yes. So yeah, so the David Bod series by S. A. Chakraborty. If any of you haven't read it, or you haven't read, you know, the rest of the series or anything, I highly encourage you. It is a wonderful wonderful read okay that was my first one all right what's your second one so it's interesting because it is also a female hispanic author Mm -hmm. um this is one my book club chose it's called the hacienda by isabel cañas sounds like spicy it's not okay you (laughs) would not like this book okay okay um but shout out to my friend Jessie on Book Talk because I originally saw her recommend it and then someone in my book club recommended it and I pretended like it wasn't also like something. And I was like, oh, we should read that book. Yeah, so uh, very good read. It is very similar to Mexican Gothic. It is creepy. Oh, it is yeah, that's not my vibe. disturbing, but it is so beautifully written. It's an intense haunted house murder mystery and the thing that I love and like mildly hated is I I had no idea what was going on. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what is happening? What is happening? <laughs> Who? What? What? Like. And it starts it, to make you feel crazy. A yes. Bit. Yes. Well, I'm going to talk about that in one of mine too. I, I felt a little like unhinged. You're like, am I with it? Do I like. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, But still, it's a beautiful book. And it's written about. A place, a setting, uh, like one of the haciendas in the countryside Mm -hmm. of Mexico. And that's just not a setting that's very common in a lot of the books that I have read. So I love reading about it and reading about the culture. And look, I am all about 
some good food detail in a book. And if you want really good food, de- like, oh, this bit like pollo con arroz and just, I was like, oh my God, this is what I want. And so that is what Alexis made for a book club. Oh, with, she made pollo. Yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> it was, so, it was so delightful and delicious. So good. Um, But no, it was, the writing was gorgeous. Like it was beautiful and it like bounced between perspectives of the main female protagonist and then a male character. Mm-hmm. I, I guess he's kind of a protagonist, but he was definitely a secondary. Yeah. But it was just so beautifully written and so creepy mm-hmm. and just so unnerving. It was it was great. It was You're like reading it before bed and then be like, Can I sleep tonight? I don't know. Oh, I slept like a baby. Well, yeah, Passed that's right not out. you. Yeah, you don't do that anyway. Yeah. yeah that, that would just that would be me. Um no, it and it was definitely like and of course like the most horrifying part of it isn't like the ghosts or the hauntings it's like the awfulness of the people around this poor woman oh see that yeah and it's like that's it's like the ghosts aren't even the terrible part of it. it's, oh, the, it's people. the people and that's what no. it, but i love it because it's like well, honestly it's real though, life. Yeah. honestly yeah, like that's fair ghosts are creepy and shit but people fucking suck yeah. So I I loved There's that. There's your sound bite for this for this <laughs> episode, guys. Yeah, but it, because it's real and it's it's like as scary as it is to like live in this haunted house that you don't know very well that your previous like your husband's former wife died at like yeah, that's terrible, but the people around you who just fucking hate you. Yeah. This is worse. Also worse, yeah, which is more realistic more realistic unfortunately and it's not often you can say that like a haunted house murder mystery just has like a real vibe to it but yeah it Mm -hmm. did it was great Mm -hmm. um i highly recommend not to carson (laughs) um and that's one of the few non-audiobooks that i read this year okay so i but i would go back and listen to the audiobook just because of the language and yeah 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 Depending on the, but, who read it. And to make sure that I'm pronouncing some of the words from a different culture correctly. Right. Because <laughs> who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. That's a so good one. that was my second book. You had to have a creepy one. Right? I, I, well, I mean, I have multiple creepy ones. Yeah. Of course I do. It I, was... Look, had to have one that was unsettling. It was <laughs> a dark year. So I started using Storygraph as opposed to Goodreads, and it, like, shows, like, your mood of your books. I don't know and, if I want to know that. <laughs> um... <laughs> So for like oh, January, do I have to start? Oh, I might have to. No, Storygraph is great. I oh, highly recommend no. switching to Storygraph. You can download your Goodreads info and upload it to Storygraph. Um, well, it's not owned by Amazon, so I feel like it's a little less evil. Uh, that's fair. Um, it's gonna tell me my mood. It's gonna read me like a book. It's hilarious <laughs> because you can see. So from like January to April, I had like a pretty even mood, mm-hmm. and then it just drops yeah. all the way down to like dark moody yeah. creepy and i was like you had a good excuse for that obviously it, and it it literally was like uh y- you went dark yeah it, it's like did i yeah it was dark did dark. i but see i would did be concerned I? like if i if that if I can see that now on this particular software and like nothing happened to me then i'm going to be uh, well I'm yeah be concerned yeah Obviously, but it it also lets you know, well, maybe I'm reading a bit too much of this and maybe I should switch and 
you know. But see, then mine goes um, like, don't tell me what to do. So you get like a pie chart, like adventurous, all that. Okay, okay. But the, so that's fine. It was when I got to the line graph that Guys, it was. there's like graphs and stuff on yeah. here. This is very scientific. Story graph is incredible. Almost, I love it's it. It's in the name. Okay, so that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I'm going to probably have to do this. Um, no, it's it's wild and amazing. Okay. Um, And like it keeps right, like when you rate things, it gives you like... Not, oh. not spawn guys, but yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um so yeah. Uh it's a it's a dark book. It's one of the many dark books I apparently read. Uh <laughs> oh yeah, it it's it's animated, so it shows you like how my <laughs> Oh yeah, there oh yeah. There's um there's a noted dip in the overall twenty twenty two here yeah. in the second latter half of the year. Yeah, yeah. And the line even gets darker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's kind of mean. And it's like, you went to dark places. <laughs> oh, God. It's like, yeah, no shit. No mm. shit. But yeah, the, the drop off is like June, July. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, no, Story Graph is great. But yes, cool. this is a book, if you're in the mood for something dark and creepy, The Hacienda by Isabel Cañas is a very good choice. Which you all might enjoy that because I know sometimes I like more like deep stuff like that in winter time yeah you know because we're all like stuck inside yeah. a lot of the time you don't want to go outside you're yeah, very like spooky you're curled up have a little spooky moment yeah so that might be good for right now yeah so all right what, what about i feel like you're gonna bring it up a little bit maybe i will or, i'll okay. do i for my next one i will do because my last one that i'll do is a little it's it's kind of dark and just like the actual main focus of it okay uh so this one i i threw in because i was telling b before we actually got started i'm like you know what i read a lot of smut this year good for you like just because good for you like, as somebody who's read like seven of the ice planet barbarian books good for you <laughs> yeah, kid i did good for you i did i was like man i just want to read some smut like yeah. i can't i don't want to think about stuff right like you know i just want to read some like some well-written smut. Enemies to lovers banging. That's yeah, what I want. Exactly. Like, I just want something that is entertaining. Yeah. Has a decent storyline, you know, a little bit of character development and yeah. some smut. That's what I want. Yeah. Um, so this is a smut series that I'm going to throw in here that everybody, I think, should read. And it is going to, it's about, it's being developed right now into a TV movie, some kind of okay. series. So it'll, you know, if you want to wait for a little bit, it's going to be on TV soon. So. Um, but I think many of you, if you are into any kind of like fantasy type stuff, like I'm talking like Lord of the Rings, yeah. like if you like stuff like that, you probably know about this series and I'm just going to, the overall series is called, is named by the first book, which is A Court of Thorns and Roses. <gasps> oh, the infamous Akatar. Yes. By Sarah J. Mass. So this book is very controversial on book talk. People either love it. You love it or hate it. Or absolutely hate it. And I'm here to tell you I understand why. Okay. And I'm here to tell you that the people that hate it didn't get into it enough. Like didn't read it long enough. Okay. okay. Because, and I guarantee those people didn't make it past like page 50. And you really have to get into okay. it. Because I, honestly, the beginning sucks. <laughs> like... <laughs> Way to sell it, Carson. <laughs> you know, it's but I'm, I'm, you know, I would never lie to you guys. So I'm going to be honest here because I can't have you guys saying, "Oh, Carson said it was so good," blah blah blah, and then you read it and like her taste is trash. So I'm here to tell you, I know when you start, like I know the beginning sucks, 
and you're like this like but i kind of it was kind of fun because you can almost see like sarah j mass like come into her own like as she's writing it like it got better and better like the, okay. like the writing quality like everything else who knows if that was intentional or not i think not <laughs> i think not so her editor just paid more attention paid more attention in the latter half i would say not <laughs> nothing against her but you know like i said because i mean i haven't written a book i i got nothing that's about to be turned into a movie tv like whatever she clearly could. she's done just fine um stay tuned on that but so i will tell you guys i understand the beginning is not great it's a little bit slow and the writing and the world building at the beginning it's it's rocky okay, okay. so have some patience okay and get about halfway get at least get halfway and you will notice things really like the writing quality improve like is everything like a, gets better is it like a different person wrote the second half of the book no because you can okay. you can tell on the way we have little improvements like the whole time okay pretty much it was almost like and it like I said, I have no idea how to world build or write a fantasy, you know, series. It was like kind of the beginning. It's like, how do I do really do this? How do I start oh, yeah. this? You know, like, how do I get this going? Or like she had the idea, like she had the middle and the end she of the book. She had all the story, and then but she it was, was like, like, what do we do? Here? How do I make the start? How do we make it go? I got to make it do. Yeah, yeah okay. exactly. That's kind of how well, it is. So I actually have a copy of this book. I bought it before... I got really deep in book talk because all I heard was like, a quarter third of Sarah J. Mass. But then a, a lot of people were like, no, this book is trash. Mm-hmm. And like the first 50, they're like, I had to quit within the first 50 pages because it was just awful. That's where you guys messed up. So mm-hmm. I will give it another shot. Give it a chance. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And see, I think it's one of the few, one of the few books that survived the tree apocalypse. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. maybe that's a sign that I should read it. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Okay. That's what okay. I will say. I will say really give it a chance. And get it to at least halfway through the book and stuff, and it's going to start to pick up. And I've read the whole series. No, I was going to ask no. if the rest of the books in the series are Great. the same way. No. Okay. So no, it's really she had to start this. She had to start the story. Okay. She really had to figure out how to start the story. Once you're in the story, it's like here we go. I'm like, I was running. staying up to like three a.m. reading like oh, okay. all the time, and it was it's really really good once it gets going. Like you said, I think she had everything figured out, but like we don't know how to get it going. Okay. Here at the beginning. Now, when we're talking sm- spice level, like out of, you know, one to five chili peppers, what do you give it? Mm, based on what I know, your chili peppers in your brain are like probably like, give it like a three and a half. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's spicy. Yeah. Spicy. It's spicy. Yeah. But it's like not so spicy that it's only spicy all right, the time. Right, right, right. Like we have a tasteful amount of spice and story. There's a story. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, good And you know. get really invested in the characters and stuff. And a lot of it too, I was like, oh, did not see that coming. There okay. With that. And that, a lot of that was in the latter half of the first book. Okay. And once you kind of get and you're like, oh, oh. And like it, okay. it just really comes together. And then all the following books after that are just – so so good okay really really good all right so like i said i guys i know i've heard but i'm telling you to trust me get through this the tough little beginning and then you're not gonna regret it you're gonna love it okay i'm going to trust carson on this and if i have a differing opinion she'll tell you i'll i'll do a little blog post yeah yeah at that slit.com and we'll but i'm gonna give it a shot yeah because of you. Yeah, get through I was, it. 
I was gonna put it. it in a little free library. I was like, not today, Satan, but mm-hmm. I will give it a shot because of you. Yeah, just get through that beginning part, and All once right. this character, this main character, starts figuring herself out and gets through the crap in the beginning, the crap writing and the crap whatever, and yeah. the crap you know characters. Then you're going to be like, oh, this is, yeah, I'm into okay. it. Yeah. Okay. So I would recommend that is A Court of Thorns and Roses by Sarah J. Mass. All right. That is the first book, and there is a series. I can't remember how many there are, but I was really upset when it was over. Okay. So. All right. Good to know. Yeah. So that's my second one. All right. My third one. Um. So I listened to this audiobook as well while I was driving. I think I was driving like between South Carolina and Virginia mm-hmm. uh, last summer. It's called A Girl in Red by Christina Henry. Um, great audiobook narrated by January Lavoie. It's really trippy because this book was published in the summer of 2019. But it's about this disease that ravages the country and is very lethal and it never heard of that before. It's so fucking parallel to COVID-19 that I had to pull over while I was driving so that I could stop and look up when this book was published. Mm-hmm. And then when I read that it was published a year before mm-hmm. this started, I was like, this is too wild. Dude, I know. I've read the- a couple of series like that that were all published before. And I'm like, it's- and I guess this was bound to happen at some point. <laughs> and the, and the, the thing that tripped me out so much, like I had a, like I, I had one of those moments where like, is life real? Am I? <laughs> yeah. Do I need antipsychotics? Is that, do I need to talk to somebody about this? But because it was so close, because yeah. it was, it was like June 2019 when this book was published mm-hmm. that, and I was like, that's too, that's too close. She's a, she's an oracle. She's predicting the future. <laughs> yeah. And what else is going to happen? crazy about it. Yeah. So it was, that was super trippy. And that has kind of, that is what, I think a big part of what made this book stick with me. But so there's this disease that ravages the country. We focus on this girl who goes by red. Um, cool name. It's, it's a nickname. Um, sounds cool though. It is. And that's why she goes by red. Cause yeah, it sounds very it cool. It does. It sounds cool. Um, and it's got kind of like little red riding hood vibes mm. and like knowing who to trust and like, mm-hmm. you know, the wolves and there's a lot of like wolf allegory. Mm. But it's an amazing survival story, and our heroine is a person of color with a disability. She's um, an amputee. She's missing a leg. Oh, okay. So it is – and the whole time everyone's telling her, you know, you can't do this because you have a prosthetic. Like, you can't do that. You can't do this. And she's like, I'm fucking surviving. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm doing fine, Mm -hmm. especially on my own. Right. Like, I'm – and it's, I'm red. <laughs> yeah. It's and it's just like this great story of like who can you trust? What happens when you trust their own people? Like self-reliance, but what happens when you become too self-reliant? And it's oh, it's such a good story. It's I don't know that you would like it because it definitely like uh it made me very anxious mm-hmm. listening to it. Mm-hmm. Um and there are some scenes that are definitely disturbing in nature because it's kind of this Mm post-apocalyptic nightmare world yeah but that's one thing that i love about christina henry's writing is the tension building like she does such 
such a good job building that tension so that like you almost feel like you're vibrating yeah mm-hmm. while you're reading it but yeah it's 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 not creepy as much as it's just kind of disturbing disturbing and dystopian mm-hmm. like i might so, like it then because my my last one that i'm going to talk about is similar to that you, you might and like I I think for you maybe reading it rather than opposed to the audiobook, but well, you know I'm not I I don't think I've ever done a full audiobook of any <sighs> kind because it's just not really I just They're so good it's They're not so my good. thing I want to read it how in my yeah you, you know. want to hear it in your voice you I think you would very much like it I do highly recommend the audiobook because January Lavoie does a phenomenal job um like she pulls you into the story with her mm-hmm. it's it's so great. But again, it is a heavy read, and this is why my story graph like took a nosedive. Yeah, um, and like it was not a gradual drop; it was like a straight from like happy, happy to like oh shit. Yeah, um, are you okay? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> um. So yeah, I think that was the first book I read in like my you know darkest night. Anyway. Yeah. Um. But highly recommend like if you want to read something that's a little. Uh, tense like if you're looking for something that's got really good tension building Mm -hmm. um, but also kind of this message of always moving toward hope Mm -hmm. always moving toward something better always moving toward the light it it's a great read so yeah girl in red by christina henry awesome book awesome book sounds like a good one yeah love it so those are my three. You have one more. I have one more. Okay. And I will tell you all, I am not done with this series yet. I'm on book two. Mm-hmm. And book two is the reason why I'm including this on my list because it has <laughs> driven me absolutely insane. Yeah. But I think that's the whole purpose of this actual book because you're inside like an insane person's brain like oh. during this this second book. But so, and shout out to Liz Dollinger. I was talking to you about this before um, that I was about to start this, the first uh-huh. one. Um, and it is the Locked Tomb series. Oh. Uh, the first book is called Gideon the Ninth. Yes. Yes. I already have it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's been big on like online and stuff. And, yep. so, and this is the type of thing I've been wanting to like just lose my brain in and stuff. So I was like, I get, let me... Let me see what what the deal is. And again, it's kind of, it's not smut, but it's not exactly um, like literature, I would say. It's It's like two chili peppers? Or is it even spicy? It's not even spicy. It's just kind of like. So it's like YA then? No, because it's, it's. I would not, I would not let a child, yeah, I wouldn't, so, so what, so, okay, let me, let me back up. I would never let a child near this book. <laughs> let me back up, let me back up, okay, so I, I will say too, and I was like, oh, B would really like this, and this is why I say, it's kind of, it's borderline creepy, Uh huh. just because of the general idea of what everything in the story, the whole storyline is based on, mm-hmm. and again, this is one of those words, I don't know how to say it, I know how I'm reading it uh-huh. like, in the book is it necro like necromancy or necromancy 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 okay oh, i had to read the first time um, um just think of it like a vampire kissing your neck necromancy yeah yeah so necromancy mm-hmm. is the overall basis oh i'm in of the entire story i'm in <laughs> that's what i thought 
That's what I thought. So for those of you who don't know, necromancy is the practice of like black magic involving communication with the dead. Um, like summoning spirits using this one. There's a lot of like bone and blood magic mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Using bones, using skeletons. Um, that's, there's a lot of um, medical like terminology and stuff. Cause they're like, I'm like, I touched my temporal bone to do blah, blah, blah. And oh. so there are necromancers mm-hmm. and the whole story is based on these nine houses that all have one, like a head necromancer. Mm-hmm. And there is the emperor um, who is in charge of all of them. And so the first book, uh, every necromancer has a cavalier mm-hmm. um, that is assigned to them. Okay. And the cavalier is basically your brawn, your swordsman, yeah. your person who can, you know, yeah. protect you. You're Brienne of Tarth. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so you have one of those and you got your necromancer and that's who rules each of the nine houses. Cool. And you have the emperor who is of the first house. And so the series follows uh, Gideon the Ninth, mm-hmm. who is of the Ninth House. Yes. And, of course, we have some of our tropes at the beginning. She's an orphan. No one knows where she's from. She's just there. And she grows up with the, the daughter, the first daughter of uh. the Ninth House and stuff. And they hate each other, uh, of course. But, of course, they're going to need each other. And yeah. Then, uh, so how we go. But... What's so interesting is, so the the first book is very much like we're setting all these things up. Yeah. Um, we're getting through this, but it, the way that it, <laughs> the way that it kind of develops is that all these necromancers are called to one place mm-hmm. uh, per the emperor's request because he needs what's called a, a new set of, I don't, again, I don't know if I'm saying it correctly, like tours, like tours, like tours. It's L-Y-C-T-O-R. Lictors. Lictors, I think. Because it'd be like lich, I guess. I guess. Yeah. yeah. Um, so in order to become a lictor, mm-hmm. you have to figure it out. <laughs> like, okay. It's like you're almost as powerful. You're living forever. Like, Okay. And it's those are his people who, his like servants are his, you know, yeah. army, I guess. And okay. So he needs more of those. And so they all, all the necromancers and their cat one cavalier are dumped into this house. Um, And they're basically told, figure out how to become a lictor. And excellent guidance. Yeah. And so, (laughs) and so, but there's a lot of, to to do that, there's lots of death. There's lots of gore. There's lots of black magic. There's lots of deception you like this book this book is a great book okay it's really great i'm impressed i think mainly to i I got into it because gideon the ninth is the most sassy sassy and she has really like elementary humor okay like i was just like i I shouldn't laugh at this but like we're all in kindergarten at at heart you know like it's really funny okay um so she's like queen of like dad jokes and quips and like little things and like her necromancer is because she's of the ninth house and the ninth house is the most serious oh they're the guardians of the lost tomb they wear paint every day that has skulls like it's very like and they wear black and she's just like you're a bitch and like <laughs> this is all stupid um oh but it's very good it. it's really good there's a lot of really good character development and like i said that's just the first book i i'm all, almost done with the second book i've had to make myself stop and i will tell you though the second book i was having a hard time getting through it 
because the whole time, and I can't, I can't really get into it because it'll give away some of the end of the first one, but <laughs> you, you feel, it makes you feel like, do I even understand what I'm reading? Like, do I even know what's going on? Because this all happened, but she's acting like this didn't happen in like her brain, like, and it's like, it makes the, you question. Yeah. The whole time I'm like, did this happen? <laughs> like, but that's the whole point of it basically. Uh-huh. And I finally gotten to a point where it's starting to the reasoning is coming out and it's it's all being explained basically okay. but you're in like i'm used to i guess reading a series like that where i know what's going on the character might not right but, like i understand and we all know and stuff right. but you're in it kind of with the character who doesn't know at so this so that yeah and you don't know either and the, it's told and from a perspective that. of somebody else too it's like oh. you said this you did this you acted like this and that it's told from that perspective oh. the whole time as if somebody outside who does know everything is telling you all the things you did oh but you still don't know right and st- and so it's a, like a little bit maddening Oh, the second person. Yeah, that's it. All in second person, and it was it's really it was really throwing me off the whole time. (laughs) But that's like actually the whole point. And once you get through, I I think I'm at like sixty five percent of it done, and now it's all kind of unraveling. And I was like, "This is what I I thought that this was the case, and that this was why it happened." But not knowing. But I didn't know. And to you, it's for so long at the beginning that you're like. Maybe that's not like maybe this. I don't know. But that's brilliant when a book can make you like question your own judgment and understanding. It really I love was. it. And I'm like, this doesn't even make sense. Like, what is this? <laughs> None of this makes sense. I like, why? It. What was the? What was the first book? That like I it's, love it so, so much. It's really. I will tell you all. Like I said, I'm only in the second book. I think there's like three. I think it might be a trilogy. Okay. Um. Actually, no. There's four. Okay. There's four. Any a series. Oh, yeah. The fourth is 2024, so it's not. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you can read the first three right now. <laughs> so I'm in book two. Like I said, it's the Locked Tomb series by Tamsin Muir. Mm-hmm. Um, first book is called Gideon the Ninth. It will freak you out, kind of. But if you're into dark fantasy and like stuff like that, if you have a light stomach, I wouldn't read this. <laughs> Because there's a lot of bones, there's a lot of blood, there's a lot of... Oh, I'm so in. Know, all that stuff. So in. But it's really good. Yeah. It's really, really good. So I, See, w- I would recommend. when gore is done artfully and with a purpose... It can't be extraneous. That's when I'm like, right. I, can't, I can't... Like, if it's just thrown around willy-nilly, it's like, okay, you're just doing this for, like, schlock and shock. Yeah. Like, this is just gross for no reason. Yeah. I'm not about it. Yeah. But no, like I'm I'm very excited yeah. for this. There's a lot of purpose to this. Everything every little thing that yes. happens is like Matters. oh my gosh, if this didn't happen, XYZ like blah 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 and it's just it's, Okay. Yeah. I'm so It's really good. I I already have the book. That was one of the books I bought last year in one of my book travels. So yeah, just haven't gotten around to reading it. But I'll bump it up my two. You should bump it up because like when you're gonna because you'll blow you guys you'll blow through the first one, and like I said, then the second one you'll be like I don't even know <laughs> what if it'll, these books are related. <laughs> it'll make you question your sanity yeah, too much. You're like, you have I to don't stop. even know. Yeah, and I did have to stop. I didn't read it for like three weeks because <laughs> I was like so messed up in the brain about it. <laughs> I picked it back up like two weeks ago and now I'm almost done. So amazing. <laughs> oh, I love it. So that was my third one, the Lock Tomb series, Tamis and Murr. 
Okay. Read the first one, Gideon the Ninth. Um, don't take it too seriously because it's not that serious, but yeah. it is a really good story. Um, I think I think all of you who listen, I think you'll really like it. So y'all now have very good book recommendations to help you kick off your 2023. Hopefully uh, you haven't read all of them and we gave you at least some good recommendations. Mm-hmm. Um, I gave you three series. You definitely have things to read still. <laughs> Um, but if you have somehow, Liz Dollinger, read all of these books. <laughs> Liz hadn't read Gideon um, the Ninth yet. She was going to. When did you talk to her about it? Because it's. At your batch. So that was. So it's quite possible yeah, she's possible. already torn yeah, through you're it. Right, you're right. Um, take it back. <laughs> um, send us your favorite reads at thatslitpodcast at gmail.com. Send yeah. us your your top three of 2022 and we'll mm-hmm. see if we read them. And if mm-hmm. not, we'll add them to our ever extended tbrs yep um i've come to the conclusion that i'm never gonna read all of the books in life that i want to read so i'm just gonna read as many as i can yep and be happy yep exactly but yeah you've got some great book recs if you have some for us you know where to send them and yeah with that i think do you have a quote for me (laughs) do i have a quote for you of course i have a quote for you i know how this show works I think we should do quotes then. All right. So as I have mentioned, last year was pretty traumatic. I do not hesitate to say it was the most traumatic year of my life. I think that's fair. Um, so I will say this. I'll borrow this quotation and say, I will not say do not weep, for not all tears are evil. Hmm male author uh-huh um is it like is it poetry is it like in a long long form poem nope it's in like a fiction yep okay it's fiction uh written it's not not modern no not, not super modern okay mm-hmm It sounds familiar, but it also doesn't. It's so familiar. Yeah. <laughs> Perhaps even an author, one or both of us, has uh, pulled from before. No, I'm sure. And I... Because we're starting a new Nothing Before Counts 2023. Because the cadence brand. sounds familiar, the voice. Ugh. All right, and put us out of our misery. What is it? These words were uttered. By Gandalf the White mm, mm-hmm. in The Return of the King, written by J.R.R. Tolkien. Yes. We love Gandalf. We do. We he do. He always has the best things to say. Yeah. I... You know, almost, I almost... I was going to rewatch that this year. I, I'm, that's you encouraging should. me to do that. You should. Uh, you should also watch Rings of Power if you haven't. I haven't. Oh, it's stunning. I've heard it's great. The ending is going to make you so mad. Oh, well, don't tell me that. And no, no, no. <laughs> In a good way. Okay, okay. You're going to be like, oh, no. It's <laughs> it's phenomenal. Um, but no, I've been kind of thinking about that a lot because I've shed a lot of tears. Oh, yeah. Happy tears. Even the tears and grief, they're not evil. No. They're just reminders of the love right. that I have for people. Definitely. So It's a good one. Not all tears are evil. It's a good one to start with. Yes. What about you? You got a quote for me? I do. Oh. I've done this before. Yep. Almost. <laughs> <laughs> Almost. 
I do. All right. You ready for this? Hit me. The year is done. I spread the past 365 days before me on the living room carpet. I fold the good days up and place them in my back pocket for safekeeping. Draw the match. Cremate the unnecessary. The light of the fire warms my toes. I pour myself a glass of warm water to cleanse myself for January. Here I go. Stronger and wiser into the new. Wow. This does not sound familiar at all. Female author. Yeah, female author. You know the author. Okay. You've heard of the author. I think you've read the author. Yeah. Okay. Contemporary. Yeah. Okay. She's pulled a lot for quotes. Is it? Like, it's one of those authors where it's not necessarily I'm reading a book cover to cover. I'm pulling pieces. Interesting. Is it Louisa May Alcott? Is it Irma Bombeck? No. What about Nora Ephron? Nope. I'm running out here. <laughs> um, Published in 2017. Shut up. Mm-hmm. 2017? Mm-hmm. Is it Brene Brown? No. It's nonfiction. It's poetry. It's poetry. Oh, it's poetry. Mm-hmm. Is it Amanda Lovelace? No. She is lovely, though. <laughs> A book of poet, And I've read this author? I think so, probably. You've definitely read, you've definitely seen, like, people who made a meme or made a whatever for Instagram well, and quoted this person. I know it wasn't Maya Angelou. No. Um, but people use quotes. Is it Amanda Gorman? Mm-mm. Yeah, I'm at a loss here. Ruby Carr. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Sun and her flowers. Okay. Ruby Carr. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 That. Mm, yep. It's good. Yep. But we're we're refreshing ourselves for January. That's right. You know, we're cleansing ourselves. Correct. We're being very witchy, burning what we don't want anymore. Yes. We're cremating it. Keeping in mind the memories of the past, the mm-hmm. good memories of the past. Exactly. And burning a new path forward stronger and wiser into the new yes that's a great message Mm -hmm. i love that Mm -hmm. i love that so those were our quotes yeah this time and now i think we should tell everybody what we're doing for next time and we're actually going to uh one publish this episode we will (laughs) two read these books yep and do another i and tell you about it so like we're back in the swing of things back i just want to make sure you know yeah so february month of love chocolate hearts yep candy roses mm-hmm. romance so we're reading romance novels we are um because we just didn't get enough smut last year mm-hmm, exactly um it doesn't have to be smutty though if you'd like to no. read a romance novel with us you can read something like sweet and innocent and delightful um, I don't think what I, one of the ones that I, the the one that I'm reading is smutty. I don't um, know for sure, but I don't think so. I don't know about mine. I think it is a little spicy. <laughs> it's pr- it's probably like two and a half, maybe three chili peppers. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, on a scale of one to five chili peppers. <laughs> um, so I will be reading Rada and Jai's Recipe for Romance by my friend. 
who I know through Book Talk. Yep. Nisha Sharma. Mm-hmm. So that's my book for February. What about you? What are you reading? I will be reading Me Before You uh, by Jojo Moyes. You're going to cry and cry and cry. Probably. I think it's going to be really good. And I know that this is one of her first ones that she came out. It's like published in 2012, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and if that name sounds familiar, I did a shorty on her other book, The Giver of Stars. Oh, Yeah back in the day whenever that was um, <laughs> but i have not read anything by her since then a lot of people i believe i think me before you might be some kind of series or something or it's either a movie or a tv show i think, I think so yeah and i've not watched it we're all shocked um so i'm gonna read the book i've heard a lot of good things i love jojo moyes um so i'm excited to you're gonna cry get cry into cry. it yeah emotional some emotional yeah. stuff yeah well but she's just, great so I know it's gonna be great yeah it's it's all good feelings yeah not all tears are evil that's right so yeah those are our books for february please read along with us mm-hmm. or if you have a romance you would like to recommend please let us know at that's lit podcast at gmail.com and if you would like to hear our forgotten hidden ghost episode. <laughs> it's, oh it's a ghost episode <laughs> remember to subscribe to our patreon which yeah. you can do at thatslitpodcast.com mm-hmm. if you want to hear that and hear about all the things we talked about whenever that was because, you know, it was details are irrelevant because we're in a new year now. <laughs> Correct. And time is irrelevant. Lunchtime doubly so. Exactly. That's also a book quote. Um, exactly. So yeah, definitely make sure you check out that. Follow us on all social media at thatslitpodcast. Uh, and we can't wait to pod and read and do all the things with all of you in 2023. It's going to be a good year. Absolutely. So thanks for listening and stay lit. lit.